Welcome to our snowbirds back from Florida. It's good to see them back here with us and joining us, increasing our our numbers. Uh, We'll take the people from Newark, too. As long as it increases our numbers, we're okay with it. Um, Today we celebrate the uh, feast or the memorial of Saints John Fisher and St. Thomas More. It's an important feast for us because they're the patrons of our diocese. St. John Fisher was the Bishop of Rochester in England. Okay, so that's where we get the name of our city and consequently our diocese, our main, our main city and our, our, uh, diocese comes from, from Rochester, uh, England. And, uh, St. John Fisher was the Bishop of Rochester in England. So he's our, uh, patron saint along with Thomas More. They were both uh, they're both paired together in the liturgy because they had something in common. They resisted the decrees of uh, King Henry VIII. So we're going back now to probably 1520-something. And Thomas More uh, was a man who was in... Has anybody ever seen A Man for All Seasons? Okay. If you haven't ever seen A Man for All Seasons, it's a, an amazingly good movie. Uh, and it portrays the life and the martyrdom of St. Thomas More. It came out, I think it's from the 1970s. And the, the director and the producer and the writer of the script, um, was, uh, he's not a religious man at all. In fact, I think they say he was an atheist. But he's portrayed and he's captured the religious spirit and conscience of Thomas More, one of the best dramatizations you could possibly see. It's an incredibly high quality movie. I definitely recommend you see it. Um, in any event, Thomas More was chancellor to the king. He I mean he was really in favor with King Henry VIII. But then, as soon as King Henry VIII decided that he wanted to break away from Rome and become the head of the Church of England, that he was going to be the head instead of the Pope, that's where uh, Thomas More and he had a part ways. And so Thomas More w- was killed for it. Um, St. John Fisher is the same thing. So, But I want to read you, though, a selection, though, from... The diary, or no, I'm sorry, not the diary, but a letter that St. Thomas More wrote to uh, his daughter as he's in prison. And he's he, he knows he possibly could be martyred. Although I know well, Margaret, that because of my past wickedness, I deserve to be abandoned by God. I cannot but trust in his merciful goodness, his grace has strengthened me until now and made me content to lose goods, land, and life as well rather than to swear against my conscience. God's grace has given the king a gracious frame of mind toward me so that as yet he has taken from me nothing but my liberty. In doing his majesty, in doing this his majesty has done me such great good with respect to spiritual profit that I trust that among all the great benefits he has heaped so abundantly upon me, I count my imprisonment the very greatest. I cannot therefore mistrust the grace of God either. He shall keep the king in that gracious frame of mind to continue to do me no harm, or else if it be his pleasure that for my other sins I suffer in this case as I shall not deserve, then his grace shall give me the strength to bear it patiently and perhaps even gladly. By the merits of his bitter passion joined to mine, and far surpassing in merit for me all that I can suffer myself, his bounteous goodness shall release me from the pains of purgatory and shall increase my reward in heaven besides. 
I will not mistrust him, Meg, though I shall feel myself weakening and on the verge of being overcome with fear. I shall remember how St. Peter, at a blast of wind, began to sink because of his lack of faith, and I shall do as he did. Call upon Christ and pray to him for help. And then I trust he shall place his holy hand on me and in the stormy seas hold me up from drowning. And if he permits me to play St. Peter further and to fall to the ground and to swear and forswear, may God, our Lord, in his tender mercy, keep me from this and let me lose if it so happen and never win thereby. Still, if this should happen afterward, I trust that in his goodness he will look on me with pity as he did upon St. Peter and make me stand up again and confess the truth of my conscience afresh and endure here the shame and harm of my own faults. And finally, Margaret, I know this well, that without my faults, he will not let me be lost. I shall therefore with good hope commit myself wholly to him. And if he permits me to perish for my faults, then I shall serve as praise for his justice. But in good faith, Meg, I trust that his tender pity shall keep my poor soul safe and make me commend his mercy. And therefore, my own good daughter, do not let your mind be troubled over anything that shall happen to me in this world. Nothing can come but what God wills. And I am very sure that whatever that be, however bad it may seem, it shall indeed be the best. It's an amazing letter, you know, to put, uh, if you really put it in context, here's a man awaiting his, his, his possible death, and he's writing his daughter, and... Um, He's so spiritually minded, and I think this is what Christ is teaching us in the gospel. Even though Jesus' main lesson in the gospel today is about money, uh, it's really about something deeper. It's about keeping your mind and your heart and your aspirations and all that you value uh, in eternity and in heaven. And this is what Thomas More is doing in a really remarkable way. You see so many, you know, exemplary things in that letter. Number one that strikes me is, he knows that the grace of God of endurance that he would be able to profess his faith in the, in, in the gospel to the very end, the truth of the gospel to the very end, he knows that that's a gift, that's a gift from God. And that if that grace is not given to him, it's because of his own fault. Um, but yet he trusts in God's mercy. And so he's, so he's trusting in God's mercy. He's acknowledging that if he is able to endure to the end and persevere with his faith, that's a gift of God. He's saying that the king has given me so many benefits, and this is one of the best ones he's given me. So, you know, he's able to take all the different earthly blessings that the king has bestowed upon him. Land, I mean, he was a, Thomas More was a very wealthy, powerful man, extremely. He was the chancellor of England. He was basically number two in all of England, and now he's number zero. So... You know, he says, all of these material things, uh, actually, my imprisonment's the best out of all that the king has given to me. So he, he acknowledges the spiritual benefit, and that's, that the spiritual benefit is so much more important than material benefits and material things. Um, the other thing that's amazing about that is it, it is the case in the history of martyrdoms that sometimes a true martyr, a true confessor, it's, it happens that they will actually... Um, Renege, and they will whatever it is. If you go back in ancient times, and the Romans were making them, you know, offer a sacrifice. Some of the Christians would do that, but then they would 
change their mind, they would come back. And they wanted to do the right thing, but they were so overcome by fear they did the wrong thing. But then they had a second chance, and they come back again afresh. And so that's what Thomas More is saying. So he's saying, you know, if the king puts it to me that I have to swear allegiance to the king over the pope, uh, I might actually, out of fear, do that. But then I pray that God will give me the grace to have a second chance and to actually then, you know, say, no, I didn't mean that. I actually, I, I give my allegiance to the Pope before the King um, in religious matters. And so he's acknowledging all of the, his possible weakness, he, and it's just such a real raw thing for him. But I think what we see here above all else is that his identity and his hope, his value, and everything else is in eternity and not on earth. Uh, today is also my anniversary, my fifth anniversary in, of ordination, um, and so I, I pray and I ask your prayers that that spirit that's in St. John Fisher and St. Thomas More, um, at least a portion of it would be, would be given to me and to all the men who were ordained along with me five years ago. Uh, and, uh, and we thank God for the witness of these martyrs and that they're our patrons. So we can turn to them in a special way. They're going to have a special influence uh, in our lives because they're the patrons of our diocese. So let's call upon them um, in faith and in our need uh, and out of gratitude for God giving them to us as patrons.